Hello, I'm Matthew Schneeman. Spoon Jackson has been in prison for 42 years, and in that time he's become a poet and a journalist. This show is about his poetry. Now, I don't like poetry, but after getting to know Spoon, I started to. Normally, the format of this show is we read a poem, put it in context, then reread it and see if you like it. But we're not going to do that today, because today's episode is special. It doesn't call for that, and I know we haven't actually stuck to this format for the first two episodes. Will we ever? Yes! But the point is to make a good show, and today's show is great. Even though we're not holding to the elevator pitch of this podcast. Usually I do the music, but for this episode, I gladly take a step back and showcase Spoon's collaborations. Though you will hear some of my tunes, like the one you just heard. I wrote that for a friend who's a juggler, but he didn't want to use it because it's not too juggly, I guess. But anyway, from electronica to staggeringly beautiful orchestrations like this, Spoon has worked with a wide range of musicians. Non-musical collabs? Spoon wrote a memoir with his mentor, Judith Tannenbaum, called By Heart. Here's a clip from a promotion they did for the book. Spoon, nearly silent. I know what they tell me, their writing, the poems and conversations we share. At 19, one cannot grasp the depths of no parole life sentence. There's nothing to compare it. His work inspired a Swedish filmmaker to produce a documentary on Spoon and others at New Folsom. If uh, you are taken hostage, we will not allow an inmate to be released from this prison in exchange for you or me. For it's that named matter. after the same poem that our show is named after, At Night I Fly. I'm cool with living in the moment and, and being here because I have to, but I'd still prefer oh, absolutely. to be physically free. Spoon's letters with another filmmaker spurred yet another documentary. This doc is called Spoon. Spoon. Et la seule personne avec qui je peux parler poésie sans crainte de la Sure. Spoon, you ask me, what are your thoughts right now in this moment? He's open to everything. He'll work with anyone. A Swedish electronic musician named Zai Baba. Little podcasters like myself, all the way up to Ani DeFranco. So this song um, started out as a poem written by a poet named Spoon Jackson. Yeah. But his biggest collaboration was a little less willing, and that's kind of a strange story. That one was with Jamie Foxx. Free is real, and realness is a motherfucker. And we'll get to them all on today's episode of at night, I fly. Today I die. I died yesterday and tomorrow. And at night, I fly. Can we do another episode? Yeah. This one I've been looking forward to. Welcome to At Night I Fly. My name is Matthew Schneeman. Spoon Jackson, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Under the circumstances, I suppose. <laughs> uh, we were doing way better if I was out of prison after 42 years. That, that is true. But anyway, today we're talking about poetry. And there's one poem oh, 
in particular that I, that I've been wanting to cover because it's it's an important poem to you and it also there's a funny thing that happened with it. The poem is called Real. How you know it's an important poem to me? Because it's it's called real. It's about realness. That's your philosophy. You always t- t- tell us what realness is. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I got to tell you, it's not real. It just got to be real. You talk about realness so I'm, I'm, all the time. <laughs> and is that right? Oh, it's great. Realness. Okay, you want that, that poem? Yeah, real. It's on page 78. Oh, I know that, I know that one by heart anyway. Yeah. Okay, real. Realness eats raw meat and does not waver nor drift on the current. It has the staying power of the sun. Realness walks only in her own shoes. You know who else knows that poem by heart? You? Carlos Bernard. <laughs> Man, fuck Carlos Bernard. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. Yeah, him and Jamie Foxx. <laughs> okay, what are we talking about? Let's go back to the mid-2000s. Spoon's mentor Judith Tannenbaum is watching the Michael Mann movie Ali. At one point, Jamie Foxx's character says some lines that sound suspiciously like one of Spoon's poems. Real. She rewinds the film and checks it again. Was that Spoon? I had to go back two times and she listened to it over and over again and said, uh-huh. that sounds like Spoon. That is Spoon's poem. So she was, she was literally just, she happened to be watching the yeah. movie. Well, that poem is very special. It is a special poem and one of Spoon's earliest poems. It goes back to the 80s and marks the beginning of his philosophy of realness. Judith was incredible. She was my mentor. She's my mentor, so you know, she know all my stuff. She co-wrote a memoir with Spoon. She was his poetry teacher, and she was a fierce advocate for him. She was saying, what the hell? If you like his writing, make him a writer on your staff or something, Michael Mann. That's what she said. Yeah, she was pissed. Yeah, she's so so incredible. I mean, all, all of so much of the work that I've done with you right now is based off of her work. You know, if she wouldn't have been paying attention, she would have missed that, and that's one of the most incredible stories in the podcast. And if she, yeah, she's always with me, even now. So anything I do, she's gonna be influencing me. And I'm still missing her, my big sister. Judith died before I could meet her, but I've read her work and I've read about her, and. I've seen her through Spoon. Incredibly inspiring. Not just because I admire her, but because it shows that our actions, our beliefs, what we do, they, they truly do live outside of ourselves. <laughs> and that sounds kind of far out there, but it's, it's what I happen to think. Okay. Let's get back on track. What happened? How did Spoon's words get put in the movie Ali? Okay, so Carlos Bernard, who's an actor, worked for Michael Mann when he was making the movie Heat in the 90s. Bernard corresponded with Spoon to help him with character setting for that movie. Spoon and Carlos then lost touch. Now let's jump to 2001. The movie Ali comes out, another Michael Mann movie, and in it there are some lines that are quite similar to Spoon's poem Real. I reached out to the parties involved, didn't get a response. I don't know who wrote those lines. Okay, now let's get to the actual scene. 
Jamie Foxx is playing Muhammad Ali's assistant trainer, Drew Bondini-Brown, and he's strung out and he says these lines to Will Smith playing Muhammad Ali. We don't mean nothing. He don't know us. We be. And that's the only thing he did. But that's good. That's why we free. Okay, real. But free ain't easy. Free is real. And realness is a motherfucker. Realness eats raw meat. It eats raw meat. Walks only in her own shoes. We walk in his own shoes. It does not waver. It don't ever waver. To be honest, the story kind of just dies there. I reached out to Carlos Bernard and Jamie Foxx and got no response. I verified that the poem, Real, comes from a chapbook that Spoon shared with Bernard, and the chapbook predates the movie, so it looks pretty clear that Carlos Bernard, or whoever wrote those lines in the movie, took Spoon's work. So, end of story. Now what? Well, I'm curious about... How did Spoon react to this? And to see how Spoon reacted to this plagiarism, let's look at a story of someone else and how they reacted to their perceived plagiarism. Oh yeah, I, I met a guy who... <clears throat> the only thing that I had as far as a good idea was taken from me when I actually invented a 3D puzzle. In 1992, he said he came up with the idea for a 3D puzzle. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I heard of 3D and I heard of puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. There, I answered a one of those patent questions to where they say, "Give us your idea and we'll make it f and we'll make you famous." Coincidentally, somebody else had actually invented it and got it into production, but it didn't hit the streets mm. till like 1992. So the good idea was, oh, I'll get a little bit of help getting this patent. But it turns out to be a bad idea because they actually just stole my idea. So this guy, he, he comes with the idea, he sends it to this company and they reject him. And then the next year he sees 3D puzzles. So he thinks he's thought his whole life. I just talked to him uh, like a month ago. His whole life he thought that this company has stolen his idea. Oh, wow. But it hadn't. They, they hadn't. It was just an unfortunate coincidence. But he's been so angry and resentful about it. He's just been living with this yeah. hate. Well, I love those puzzles. I'm sorry you didn't get my money. That's okay. <laughs> but it's a great idea. I'm still looking for the money. <laughs> I would never give up. <laughs> Pay up. Cheers. Oh my God, I can't believe, I'm so sorry. So, it's okay. I, I think yeah. if you, someone who had your work taken from you in the case of the movie Ali, and you've kind of gone the other way of of just trying to live with it and not letting it destroy you. Do you think I'm representing well, no. you right? But I ain't gonna let it destroy me because I'm a poet first. And whatever they, you know, I like my work to be out there. I just would like for them, because I wasn't gonna make no ton of money from it or anything like that, like that dude in his adventure. But mm -hmm. the recognition uh, of me to be something to put on my resume or open some doors or give me a job as well on this writing or but Michael Mann, they like the flow of my writing. They use my poem for character setting. They use a poem for dialogue in the movie Ali. So why not let me create? So this would be an example 
Carlos using real without telling you. That's not cool. And But the thing is, he took some of your work and he adapted it for something else. And that's something that you've done throughout your career. And on this episode, I want to feature your collaborations, the positive ones. What was it like working with uh, Ani, Ani DeFranco? Oh, it's beautiful. No, she, she, she's real. So this song um, started out as a poem written by a poet named Spoon Jackson. Oh, dude. Well, we're going to have to wait on this song. Mm-hmm. Until June. Uh, that's when she's going to release it. Uh, so, yeah, she said wait till June. So we, uh, then, even then, we're going to have to check. It depends on this virus. It's fucking up everything. It would have been out. It would have been cool if it wasn't for this virus. <laughs> yeah, it would have been cool to do it because she would have already had the album out and everything. It would have been torn. We could do a whole episode with her because she's she, that's my partner. She'll do it. So, yeah, we could do it. I'll need the Franco episode. Everybody part of Realness Network. So, sorry, you can't hear that right now. Here is something you can hear right now, and this is one of my favorite Spoon collaborations. Ani DeFranco doing one of your poems makes sense in a lot of ways. It's it's kind of, you know, she's very DIY. Uh, She's an activist. But when uh, Stefan, how do you say his last name? Stefan. 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 Out of Sweden. Stefan Steffens composed two albums based on Spoon's work, Freedom for the Prisoners and Words of Realness. When he turned all of your stuff into these big, beautiful... You have 60 seconds remaining. ...call arrangements, what did you think about that collaboration? Oh, I thought that was a beautiful thing, too. Yeah. Did you, could, you, could you have even ever imagined that type of music would be uh, speaking your words? <laughs> Uh, yes and no, because I think poems and and, and and righteous lyrics can be set to music anywhere, any place. Like you listen to Bob Dylan saying, you can you imagine that voice? But you know. <laughs> oh. I called up Stefan in Sweden, where he's from. What about his poetry made you think, I want to spend two years developing this music? Uh, From the beginning, I didn't know it would be such a big project. Because I got a bunch of poems from from two choir members members that I had, so and then I finally read them. I I I, I was very surprised by um, the, the the emotion in them and and the the, the wisdom and uh, I really thought, is this really a, a, a lifer? Stefan Stephens did was, you know, he said two years before, I remember he told me a story before he even contacted me. He wanted to make sure he had something beautiful over in Sweden before he contacted me. Actually, I was afraid uh, 
to, to take contact with him in the beginning because I, maybe it was that he wasn't the same person that, that I thought uh, what he, he, he gave in, in the poems. Uh, so I, I, I decided to uh, compose my music uh, to, to finish it before I took contact with him. And he got, I think it was about $80,000 or more to bring 40-something uh, Swedish people over here to New Folsom and do a concert of my work out there on the yard. It was nearly 100 um, prisoners that uh, had permission to, to listen to the concert, and they actually they they even they laid on the grass. Later on, we heard by by uh, um, that was really amazing because they never seen such a thing like that, because they are so afraid of um, each other, so they they don't they uh, used used to stand. To listen, but not sit and not lay on on, on the carpet. That was uh, really uh, fantastic to have uh, experience uh, a thing like that. It was. Uh, I'm feeling bad because it was such a long time I wrote to him, uh, but I, I I will do it right. Uh, Right now, I think, and and um, yeah, but I'm thinking of of him nearly every day. I think I, he's 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 always on my mind. You have all these people that that get inside the prison and and are able to work with you and interact with you do you ever feel like some of their their appreciation and love for you comes from this kind of objectification of like a suffering person someone who's locked up no i've never felt that from sweden because sweden uh, uh me from a, a level of love and embracement and they see my realness and i see their realness and it's all about love it's all about being human it's all about being uh, real. Stefan uses Spoon's poems as lyrics throughout the album. I edited Spoon reading the poem Beauty and Cell Bars into Stefan's adaptation of the same poem. There's Beauty and Cell Bars. Not because of the bars, the steel that surrounds us. The judgments. The I can'ts. The trying to please everyone. pleasing ourselves by seeking the beauty on the outside that is surely within 
prisons are created internally. And are found everywhere. So what else you saying? Um... I, th I think we covered it. We should just do a conclusion for, for this episode. Um, or okay. I was saying if, if you had any like yeah, closing thoughts about working with people or... Okay. I have, uh, yeah, I love working with people. You have 60 seconds remaining. Especially when we're doing acting or improvisation or just telling stories or doing poems back and forth. I love corroborating when the work we are doing is... It's real, it's relevant, and can show different sides of humanity, different sides of love, different sides of art, different sides of music and dance or whatever. Because my, the film. This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. Corroboration. Yeah. I corroborate with anybody. I corroborate with a roach. <laughs> the roaches? Yeah, I would corroborate. We even with flies. Yeah. I would corroborate with flies. No, he's. <laughs> oh, no. God damn it. Spoon's poetry book that we usually use for this show is called Longer Ago. His memoir by heart is available through New Village Press, and the podcast he works on, Uncuffed, is available on all podcast platforms. There's a petition on change.org for Spoon's life sentence to be reevaluated. I'm Matthew Schneeman. I produced and edited this episode. I did some of the music, but most of the music is cited when we use it, and it's all done by Spoon's incredible collaborators. Which I guess includes me, which I'm proud to be. This podcast is a collaboration, but also you have to just trust me with the edit. How do you deal with yeah. letting go of that power and just having to trust these people? Well, if you fuck up, I'm going to let you know. And that's just the way it is. And, <laughs> <laughs> so as long as you're working from the heart and soul and not from the uh, a place of greed and trying to take advantage of somebody is going to come out the way it needs to come out.